Hello, everyone. So this week, I had the absolute pleasure of being on The Off Space with my boys Chuka and Ezigo, and they very graciously gave me some audio so that I can share a sneak peek with you guys. So uh, follow The Off Space on Instagram, and I hope you guys enjoy. somebody you guys have actually seen a couple of times i believe on the podcast and i want to go ahead and say if y'all keep up with us on the podcast i know some of y'all who might be watching this might only be watching for these episodes and for this season of the passion project but you know it's very rare to have guests so by having this person on that kind of says a lot and i hope y'all are able to enjoy you know <laughs> can we do a disclaimer uh, oh yeah let's yeah. go ahead hit them with the disclaimer okay so the disclaimer is i'm not an asshole i'm not just wearing <laughs> sunglasses for no reason <laughs> i am in like complete direct sunlight right now and oh, i will take them her. off once it once that sun goes behind the clouds i'll take it off i'm not just coming up in here being like <laughs> Yo, what's up, y'all? I'm not like. Um, That's too cool. Sorry, guys. You put it on, and I was really like, okay, the fun. My people like, will call your on? people. But <laughs> never, never mind anything. And nonetheless, let's go ahead and introduce Alexander Science, aka Common Sense, and Sans the Night Away. Sans the Night Away. Just a couple of your platforms, but yes. the main overarching thing is entertainer. Yes, is what we're getting into, and so. My first question to you would be just since we, of course, grew up together. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like, what point did you kind of realize that this kind of stuff is stuff that, like, feeds you in terms of, like, feeds your soul, like, makes you happy? I would even say, like, before you really get into that, just can you give a little bit of, like, who you are and where you come from? Because I feel like that's going to help build on it. And I want the people might not know, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I skipped some things, sorry. So I, I mean, I obviously grew up where you guys grew up, uh, south of Atlanta, in a very, very nice small suburbs. town, very nice <laughs> suburbs, um, a literal bubble. <laughs> but uh, I'm my parents were both immigrants from Spain and the Dominican Republic, so I'm first generation. Um, you guys can relate to that as well. 100%. Um, it's pretty cool growing up that way. I speak two languages. I it was a very culturally rich environment, and I think that, you know, that kind of shaped me a lot in how I am and how yeah. I'm like kind of fiery and you know very open with everything. Um, there's like a lot of parts of like American culture that's like, oh, we don't talk about that. But like I grew up like my mom's like we are talking about that. <laughs> so. Um, that's like a really awesome part of growing up that way. Mm. Um, also I've like just always been kind of like an attention seeker and I've always been <laughs> not in a bad way, but like, I've always kind of been like, everyone kind of look at me like, this is the new routine I just made up. And like, I just, you know, when like, you're putting on plays in front of your family yeah. and <laughs> like happy to be the center of it. Yes. Like, and I've always been like over the top, like bougie. Like I remember when we used to go back to Spain to visit our family, like, <laughs> I heard this one lady on the plane. We were oh, on no. flying British Airways. Shouts out to and this British one Airways. lady on the plane was like, can I get some tomato juice? And the and the flight attendant came up and I just heard her say that. And they're like, oh, like, what would you like to drink? And I was like, oh, tomato juice, please. Thank you. <laughs> and she literally looks at my mom and is like, uh, what? And my mom's like, just give her the tomato juice. Because I literally, I really it. thought it was like that bitch. Like, I was like seven years old, like, um, tomato juice, please. Thank you. Took so, a like, that's, you like the tomato juice? 
I, I, I did Love not. It. I did <laughs> not like the tomato juice. And guess who had to drink the tomato the juice? Whole thing, yeah, right? the whole thing. <laughs> so like I, you know, I've always kind of been like that. Very, um, you know, a lot of personality. And I didn't realize until a couple years ago when I started doing like the whole Instagram thing and like now the podcast mm -hmm. um, that I if I'm not doing something creative, I'm really like not living. Mm -hmm. So it's just been a way for me to kind of because I almost like forgot who I was by completely immersing myself in that regular role of life like. I go to school, you make good grades, you go to college, then you get a good job. And then, you know, everything's kind of planned out for you. I was so in it that I wasn't making any time for myself. And so when I started doing like podcast stuff and Instagram stuff and modeling and all of that stuff, I was like, oh, like this is what makes me happy. I actually so. like that just because there was a couple of things I wanted to dive into straight off of that. Mm -hmm. One was just in relation to myself. I felt relatively similar, obviously in different paths, mm -hmm. but it just you kind of get fed an idea, I guess, of what you think is right or what you think you're supposed to do. One hundred percent. So reaching a certain age, like I almost shunned creativity as just like the mm -hmm. this is going to sound so shitty to everybody. I know that's creative. Sorry. But like this is just the world we live in. But it's like the world I grew up in. Sorry. But almost looked at most creative stuff as like it has to be a hobby you know what i'm yeah. saying like it has I to be too. less it's just than, for fun it can't mm -hmm. be like a job you can't make money off of it well way. especially in the place that we grew up like everyone's kind of expected to be very very successful mm -hmm. and you know i mean kind of move back to our hometown 100%. and you know they're waiting <laughs> yeah, they're like, where are you guys at? <laughs> they got a plot of land sitting there. They're Every like, time right. I go back, I'm like at Kroger and they're like, oh, you're back. I'm like, nope. Like, no, this is a day. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to the liquor store. Um, <laughs> I like how I already know what kind of vibe this show is going to be in this yeah. episode. So I'm looking forward to it. But even then, like yeah. the household you grew up in and you said mm -hmm. that you were kind of encouraged to speak freely, mm -hmm. even when it came to things that people didn't really talk about much. 100%. We saw it in in negative and positive ways of course like mm -hmm. when we saw certain things certain ways you can cut into people because it was just kind of open or even in positive ways we discussed things that a lot of our peers didn't really discuss and it probably made our families closer mm -hmm. do you think that angle of really nothing being off limits kind of like helped in that vision of wanting to join into the entertainment world or not really okay. um i think so i think that like because we all kind of went through i mean unless you're very lucky everyone's kind of gone through bullying and stuff yeah and i remember like being bullied in middle school and just being like oh my god like this is the end of the world and my mom was like um bully them back <laughs> like she was like we don't do that over there <laughs> i would complain about anything and my mom would ask like, if i won the fight yeah who she was, was like was we don't do that in barcelona we don't cry about it we bully back who was your bully because for some reason i feel like one of them is at this table and i would just <laughs> oh, like okay. to you know, clear that up so Chuga wasn't my bully specifically. Yeah, did he, he was everybody. Thanks. Did he participate in in some sort of bullying here and there on the bus in sixth grade? Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure. Too. She's like, no, I remember. Chuga <laughs> likes to pretend that he wasn't cool the whole time, but he was. No, I joined that side of life at a random point. I don't know. 
like they kind of pulled me out of my show but this isn't about me this is about the beautiful alexander pants <laughs> so let's continue the conversation <laughs> in that direction that being said though all jokes aside i know mm-hmm. you talk about your parents being able to have like these conversations with you yeah as well as kind of just pushing you a to i feel like probably become like a better person and you know challenging you in ways like the bullying for instance mm-hmm. like we're not doing that like it's tough around here you're gonna yeah, be all right you fight for everything everything how were they about things like in the creative realm and whatnot too were they like okay we're gonna uh help foster these kind of ideas and thoughts and like passions and whatnot or was it very much like a no like we're gonna support you in all these different ways but this is one that is kind of a no-fly zone so i mean my mom has always been the type of person that's like she believes in me more than i believe in myself like yeah, she thinks which is beautiful yeah it's awesome she thinks that i should actually spend more time and dedicate myself way more than i actually do to the creative portions of my life um which is like awesome but at the same time it's like right now especially right now like in this moment that we're living in mm-hmm. like you can't support yourself in any capacity unless you have like a pretty decent paying job um so it's like even though it's really nice and sometimes i kind of feel like she's like go for it like just jump and dive in um it can it can be a little bit difficult in the terms of like i'm hearing this and i want to pursue it but at the same time i'm like scared to you know okay no i get that so you always felt encouraged Yes, always felt encouraged. Sometimes it's like too much. Yeah, sometimes it's too much because it's like I want. Of course, you want to listen to your mom. But like at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? I still have to pay for my apartment, pay for my bills. (laughs) But I think it's like kind of the whole, you know, immigrant parent thing where she's like, she just wants me to go for my dreams because for her, it was difficult. Like it's Mm -hmm. difficult coming to a whole nother country, not knowing the language, starting from literally nothing. And she didn't really get to completely full, like live out her dreams. And she doesn't want me to ever. And that's kind of tough. Like, especially as like you're getting older and whatnot, and we're still all really young. So I have to go ahead and make that be clear. I know a lot of people in their twenties, especially as they get to later, because I saw myself getting caught up in it for a bit. Mm -hmm. It was just like, Yo, what have I accomplished with my life? Oh, my God. Shut up. You know, but when you're older and whatnot, like your mom, she's didn't have these opportunities, but she's done great for herself in some vein. But she these kind of dreams that she sees herself as able to accomplish under different means. She sees that in you. So it's like being able to have that push. Then I know is like a strong push in the back to be like, okay, like I know this is possible. Yeah. Yeah. For her, it's like a no brainer, like dive right into it. But then like, you know, obviously we live in a completely different world. Like Mm -hmm. to us, it's like if you don't have this and this and this together, you know, we grew up and we saw the 2008 crisis. So we're like, (laughs) then life is over and you're never coming back from it, you know? Yeah. So it's like a part of being the millennial curse. And then I have like a little bit of a specific question, mm-hmm. like just because it, it kind of pertains just because we have like similar circles in that way. Mm-hmm. It's we have a lot of very successful friends that's mm-hmm. like very much doing well for themselves and like that thing, et cetera, et cetera. And I know me personally, there was a point in my life, not in the last couple of years, truly, because in the last couple of years, I've accepted the fact that I have to do something creative to feed myself, like because right. that's just what gives me life energy but more so like i remember times seeing these successes happen and almost making me feel pressured to go down a path i don't want to go down because i know 
not to talk down any of our friends in the slightest bit, but just almost to talk ourselves up. It's like, I know I can do those jobs. You know what I'm saying? And like, I know that I can do these things. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have those moments where you really struggled with the fact that you know that this doesn't make you happy versus this? Oh, 100%. I was humbled hardcore. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in like retail after college and I was a manager, learned so much, big box retail. Um, and I thought that I was going to go eventually and work in New York out of the buying office and all that stuff. And then I ended up going luxury retail. Then I wasn't making the money I wanted to make. So I just took another big box retail job, Mm -hmm. went for the money. And it was the most miserable, horrible experience I've ever experienced in my life. And like, it was just such a humbling experience. And I remember like they, it was just torture and they finally fired me and they got to fire me. And I remember the feeling of like, do I like go crazy right now? Like, do I tell these people who they really are? But then I was like, okay, I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. And it was like immediate relief after that. And I went after that and took a job for $9 an hour working at a boutique almost an hour away from home. That's tough. Yeah. I was making like a salary. Like I was like ready to move like into my own place. Like I was like, you know, going from that to literally making like um, a little bit over minimum wage. Mm -hmm. On the commute. Like I feel like that's the most important If you include the commute, I was making minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I I was working with these people that were just like so genuinely kind and nice and I was so happy. And it was such a humbling experience because I was like, oh my God, like it's not about the money. Like it's so not. Like it sucked, of course. Like it was a really, really difficult experience to get through. But once I got through it, I was like, everything's gonna be okay. And it's so not about the money. Like the money is never going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. So of course I've had those like feelings of, oh, I'm not as successful as my friends, but that moment in my life humbled me so much. Like I'll never feel like I need to go and get this kind of job or make this kind of money because it's so not about that. Yeah. And I'm glad that I experienced that in my mid twenties, because I think that if I experienced that way later in life, I would have lived up until then doing what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. And I've seen that tear down even like the best of people, which is kind of sad. Like I've lost friendships over that. Yeah. Seeing people's priorities and whatnot in the wrong places. So it's nice that you were again able to find that. And I'm sure that's kind of helped carry over those values even to like everything you've done since. Yeah. It's like, okay, like no matter what, I at least I'm going to hold this here. So that's nice. And it truly was what was supposed to happen because if I hadn't taken that job Mm -hmm. for $9 an hour, I would have never started modeling. That's where I started modeling. And that's a girl. I actually did not know that. Yeah. And a girl that worked at that boutique, she was like just taking pictures for fun at that point. And she started her photography career career, taking pictures of me for the boutique. (laughs) And now she does like weddings. She does all this stuff. No, that's really fun. And it's just like if everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, I wish I could just like shake every er person in their early 20s, like right after they come out of high school. It's so hard. It's like the worst time because you think that everyone's ahead of you and you think everyone has it together and Mm -hmm. they so don't. And that's all for now. Um, If you guys want to listen to the full episode, make sure to subscribe to The Offspace on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
Uh, it's an amazing podcast. Chuka and Ezigo are just hilarious. They're talking about sports, mental health, pop culture, anything that's relevant to millennials right now. They're talking about it and it's amazing. You guys are going to love it. Make sure to follow them on Instagram and make sure to follow me on Instagram at Common Sans. Until next week. Bye guys. Bye.